we've, we have a group of young men um, who, who are going to share how God moved um, in their lives and in this trip for the past 18 days, right? 20 days. And uh, while they were in Iceland, and uh, man, it's, it's, here's the deal. It's trips like that. It's trips like that that change your life. It's things like that, missions trips and camps and, and retreats and events. It's those things like that that change your life. And so I want you, what I want you to do tonight is just listen close because I believe that um, you're not here just by coincidence. I believe that you're here for a reason and God's got you here for a reason tonight because he wants you to hear um, what's going to be shared tonight. So are we starting with the video? Okay, so check this out. It's good to be home, finally. That was uh, was very long trips, longest trip we've ever done to Iceland. Um, we actually had five travel days, which made our 15-day trip into 20 days. And uh, I've been sick for three weeks, and Moses got pneumonia while we were there. And uh, um, all but one of the guys got sick at some point during the trip. Anyway... Uh, We had a really good trip again, and we're going to have some of the guys come up and share a little bit of what happened uh, while we were on the trip. I have to say that uh, this group of 10 young men that we took, and us three old men, me, Johnny, and Joe Hessman, along with um, eight other men from around the country, from Tennessee, Florida, Ohio, uh, that worked on a construction project. I've never seen a team that... Um, meshed so well together. And uh, it it was really kind of like watching the body of Christ in action because there were so many unique talents and abilities that were represented on the team. And um, it was was amazing to watch Sam do his magic and uh, several of the guys uh, leading worship, uh, doing worship songs and um, just the... You know, how athletic Logan and Riley are and, um, you know, Dustin, Jack play baseball. And we're just doing all these different things. And everyone had just really unique talents and abilities to fill those needs. And it it was just really, really a cool thing to watch. Um, And that's much of what I did on this trip. Um, I mean, usually a little more involved, but I was just so sick for so long that uh, I had to watch a little bit more than... Uh, a lot more than I like to, but a little bit more than I usually do. So um, I want all of you guys that went just to come on up here. Four of the guys aren't here. Um, A couple of them kind of got stuck in the tornado warning at home. Uh, And a couple of them had other things going on tonight. But um, I would like you to share the most unusual thing that happened on the trip. Um, just think of any of the weird things that we did or whatever, but just share the most unusual thing, and then you can just uh, pass the mic on down to the next. There was uh, We did like a carnival thing, and they had these three giant buckets full of like ocean creatures, and one of them was full of like crabs and starfish and stuff. One of them had just weird fish and different odd things. And then one of them had like a sea lion and a whale in it, and we poked their eyes and they, they gooed, like goo came out of them, huh? No, they were alive. Yeah, they're, no, <laughs> no. The, the whale was only like this long, but it was fully 
Yeah. Johnny killed it. Yeah. It's in there. <laughs> so yeah, that's probably one of the weirdest. I couldn't really think of anything else, but yeah, I touched whale eyeballs, and yes. Okay. Um, I don't know how weird it was, but we haven't ever done it in the past that I know of. Um, when we were there, we went. Normally, we help with the day camp in Sticky's Homer, but we went out of Sticky's Homer to Hetla, and. Was that sickest one we were in when we went? That was Cole's Bedler. Different place. Okay. Sleep deprivation. Yay. Um, no, so we went to Hetla and helped out with the camp there instead of doing that one. So half the group was there and half the group was at the other place. And I got to go there, and it was a lot of fun. What did you do there? We did magic. We or I did magic. <laughs> we swam, um, taught sports. Uh, that's it. But it was a lot of fun. Unusual. Uh... Um, I guess this was one of the first years we actually had a worship band that worked. Like, last year we had one that kind of performed once, um, but this year we actually had one that performed several times and did reasonably well. So that was different, but it was cool. The weirdest thing is probably seeing uh, Jack chase a goat because <laughs> uh, we had a uh, we had we had a um or a sheep but we had like a uh, a pen a petting zoo thing and one of the lambs climbed under the thing and was running around in the soccer field and jack jumped over and chased it down it's pretty funny <laughs> i almost died one time <laughs> yeah uh I, w- I was climbing up these lava rocks and then a I, I grabbed, <laughs> I grabbed a boulder, and it kind of wasn't solid in there. So uh, I, uh, I had to jump, <laughs> and and it went right between my legs, almost taking me down. <laughs> uh, one of the most unusual—it's not really an event, but one of the most unusual people I have ever met is. Helgi, which was one of the guys on the trip. He was, yeah, he was the guy, if you were there when we Skyped him, he was kind of like touching my face and stuff like that. He was the one with the man bun. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, there's a whole bunch of weird Helgi quotes that we all know. He's just a very unusual guy. He gave me this wristband that said, hashtag no filter. <laughs> so, yeah, he's just an unusual person. <laughs> well... It's not really, again, one event, but over the week we were in Sticky's Homer. Uh, one thing I noticed, well, this, has been, this has been our second time, really, in Sticky's Homer. And the first year we got to connect with the teenagers and stuff. Uh, but the only time we really talked about God or whatever was at the church services. But this year, like, the whole week we were in Sticky's Homer, I'm, a whole bunch of us were just, we all had conversations about God and church and all of them. Uh, just like while we were out playing baseball or something or while we were playing basketball, they were very open to talk about that kind of stuff with us. And I'm pretty sure like every single one of us at least had one conversation outside of a church service just about God with them. So that was really cool. Yeah, I agree. Uh, Just talking to people throughout the week, um, sharing not just like forcing it down their throat, but sharing who God is through uh, what we do, uh, not cussing like they do because they all do. Um, uh, 
and and that even that can lead into a conversation and it did i uh few of them i i helped uh lead someone to christ which was probably one of the most amazing times i've ever had um that was really cool during the service because god just orchestrated everything completely perfectly so i met this guy named ingvar and he uh first impression really intelligent kind of scary um <laughs> like a like uh he described himself as a vampire because he he's just he uh he feels like he doesn't have emotions and that he's cold um and uh i just talked to him a lot uh and it got more and deeper and deeper and i realized that he just didn't have any friends um he pushed people away he talked to himself um and and i as i got to know him he uh he got interested in in what we were about because he saw us being happy all the time and that was different to him cuz he he was always apparently i guess he was always sad uh and, and i told him it's god uh, god brings us all together and god gives us each other to support each other and and we're happy uh even though it's not always great uh God, God does it. And, and, and going through the week, uh, he, he kept that in mind, I think. Uh, and then later, uh, last, the last night we were in Sticky Zomer, uh, he, I, I, I had been praying that he would show up and he didn't even show up to the service. Uh, it just happened that he came, uh, by at the end of the night. Um, and, and he, he he was talking and he told us how he watched us and that <laughs> no the first year we even came to Sticky's Omar he he just watched us he didn't even say anything he apparently knew who I was but didn't know me <laughs> uh from a distance um so he 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 kept on telling me how we were a good example to him and and that meant a lot because that is why we were there uh, and and later on in the conversation, uh, we had these coins that we were to give to someone who we, we wanted to tell that we would invest into their lives. And I uh, I gave him my coin saying, uh, here, I'll have this coin. Uh, I'm going to, you know, pray about you and stuff. And, and he's like, you know, I, I don't think I'll ever use this. I don't really talk to God anymore. I'm like, what do you mean anymore? He's like, well, now I just call it talking to myself. And I, I just tell him, you don't have to talk to yourself. God's still there. That's pretty much the note I ended on with him. But I, I think something started in his heart. So, um, I think the spiritual spiritual highlight for me would be um, one of our um, like kind of like church services that we had at the school. Um, and Sticky's Homer, the last night that, that we were there, we had all the teenagers and um, some of the, some like of the older kids um, come over to the church and we did like uh, kind of like Royal Ranger, like camp stuff that we would do. Just we would do, we just did it inside at the, in the cafeteria at the school. And <clears throat> after, after Harrison was done with this sermon, we had an altar call and um, David called all the people up and then 
we were praying with a bunch of people and I thought I prayed with a, with one of the like older kids that I knew from last year. And he had come, he had come over there for the first uh, day that year or yeah, this year. And so I prayed with them and it was, uh, that was probably the spiritual highlight for me. Uh, my spiritual highlight, uh, was, I don't know if I have one. It's more of like every time I was able to, uh, play piano during the altar call or the worship music at the end. Uh, when I, when I will, yeah, yeah. When I'm able to play, uh, music like that during altar calls and when, uh, people are praying, I just feel so close to God and it's amazing that, uh, and it's not necessarily playing for a group or anything, but it's just a direct closeness with God that I really love being able to have. So my spiritual highlight for the trip didn't start during the trip. It started like a week or two before. I was at a practice for Godspell, the musical that I was in at the time, and I was doing a tumbling pass like for the show, and I fall and I sprain my wrist, and I sprained it really bad. And everything I do pretty much uses my, my hands. So guitar, I couldn't play guitar anymore because it, I, for a while I couldn't because it hurt really bad. Couldn't play with cards. I do magic and stuff. So couldn't do that because it hurt and couldn't. And then I have one more thing that I do with my hands, but I don't remember what it is right now. So <laughs> I couldn't do that either. And it was hard because, <laughs> okay, <laughs> so it was like, really annoying and hard for me because I couldn't do anything using my hands anymore. I mean, I couldn't even open a bottle of water for myself. I'd have make Tim do it. So, uh, yeah. <laughs> so then I, as we were in Iceland, I slowly was realizing something. And before, I put a lot of value in what I could do. So I would always feel like uh, playing guitar, and I'd work really hard, or magic, I'd work really hard and constantly practicing and trying to get better because I put all of the worth that I had into what I was doing. So if I wasn't, like, good or getting better or close to the best at playing guitar, if I wasn't the best person I knew at doing magic or I wasn't the best at any of these things that I enjoy doing or feel like I need to do, then I, I have no value. And that was how I felt. And the trip really made me – God spoke to me, and he told me how value doesn't come from what you can do. And he told me how value is just because we're loved by him and we are children of God. And that was an amazing thing for me. Uh, the spiritual highlight probably be uh, this, like what Dustin talked about, the campfire service thing that we had in the school. Um, and what Max did with a coin. It all happened the same night. Uh, after the service, it like, we didn't really stop the Everyone was still in a mood of, like, this is church. We can talk about God if we want to. So, like, afterwards, um, I, w- I was, like, talking to everyone. There was, like, three specific people. One was named Björk. One was named Camilla. One was named Isol. And I talked to all of them and had just, just conversations about, like, going to church and being a good person. And I gave my coin to a girl named Camilla and she was just so like happy to just knowing that someone cared for her i guess it was just so overwhelming for her that she was just like in tears and um and it's and it hasn't stopped yet like still i'll get snapchats and stuff from them saying i hope you're doing good praying for you and all that stuff so
that's probably it. And there were so many different things that happened. I, mean, I wish Riley was here. I wish Jordan, Harrison, Logan were here to kind of share some of their highlights. But one of the things for Riley, um, Riley's 13. He was the youngest team member that we had on the trip. And uh, it, God really used him. I mean, it's like he had been there 10 years in a row. He just kind of jumped in, did everything we were doing, and God really used him. Um, the Lord really spoke to him one night. The, the, on Independence Day, June 17th, uh, they had the petting zoo. That's when the, the sheep and the lamb got loose, and Jack and I forget who else were chasing them down. Um, but, but there was this little tiny black lamb, probably wasn't this long, um, just a, a newborn uh, lamb. Uh, and that night during our team meeting, the Lord just kind of spoke to me about being the black sheep. And, and I just said, you know, sometimes I feel like that. I feel like I'm the black sheep. Um, like I, I don't really fit. And, um, and, and then I read out of Matthew chapter 25, the the story of the sheep and the goats. And I, I came to realize that even though sometimes I feel like the black sheep, I'm still a sheep and I'm not one of the goats. And and I belong because I am one of his sheep. And that really spoke to Riley. And um, the next night at the council fire service, he um, that, that service was so cool. But he saw a girl that had kind of responded to the invitation but didn't actually come forward. And he went to her and started to talk to her. And, and he shared with her the story of the black sheep. And because of that, he was able to lead that girl to Jesus Christ. And, and that 13-year-old boy led three people to Jesus on this trip just one-on-one um, at, at different times. But I, I think the highlight for me was probably um, that council fire service because um, there were three or four, maybe five people that came forward at the invitation right at first and, and prayed with different ones of the guys to, to receive Jesus. And I've never seen it happen before, but every one of them went back and they got their friends and they started bringing their friends forward. And then they would go back and they'd bring more forward until everyone in that place had been prayed for that night. And, and that's what the gospel ought to be like. We share the good news and, and, and people grab a hold of it so deeply in their heart that, that it affects them where they go and, and they compel others to come in. And uh, it was just an awesome thing. I kind of want to challenge you guys that went on the trip and, and just all of us here. Um, you know, I just kind of wrote some things down. Um, when we do trips, missions trips and um, camps and retreats and all kinds of stuff like that, you know, it's your it's your obedience that takes you to places that you only dream of going. It's your obedience to God. When God calls you to go someplace, it's, it's that um, that we can't hold back. We can't just keep inside of us we have to respond when he calls us to go somewhere and it's that obedience that it takes us to those places and when he takes us there our lives will be changed forever we can't be the same we won't be the same and and here's the deal with with missions trips and retreats and camps and trips these things like this if we don't do anything with what god did in our lives following these trips then it was just a good, fun time trip. And I don't want it to be that. I don't, I don't, and, and I'm not just, just anything we do, I don't want it to be just a good event that we do. I want it to be something that 
yeah, we experienced God and we, we did these things and we had these events and, and I stepped out of my comfort zone and I, and like you guys, you gave the coin or you shared Christ with somebody or you really reached out with, to somebody. Don't let that just be an Iceland thing. Yeah. People in Iceland, people in, in, when we go to Denver here in a few weeks, they need Jesus, but also our neighbor needs Jesus. Our, our, our friends that we sit next to in school needs Jesus. Our, our people we see around us often, maybe it's your family, needs Jesus. And so let what the, these experiences and you guys stepping out and you doing these things, don't let it be just a missions trip thing. Let it be an everyday thing. And that one, we, one thing we say here is that growing people change. And as you continue to grow and as you continue to do that, you, God will continue to change you. And so that's, that's my challenge for you guys. I'm so proud of you guys that went to Iceland. And too bad we're missing like four or five more of them. But um, maybe they'll get to share um, Sunday or something like that. Um, but that's what I want to challenge you guys with. Let's continue to use this. Let's continue to, to be the hands and feet of Jesus um, here. And um, thank you for guys like David and Joe who are willing to, and Johnny, who are willing to take this group of men and, and uh, reach the people and, and just see light. I love to hear the stories of, of the service that you guys did and the kids came up and accepted Christ. And they said, I got to tell my friend about it. And they went back and grabbed friends and grabbed friends. Before you knew it, everybody in the whole building found Jesus that night. I love that. I, I love Max's story of the guy who's, who's David shared with me earlier uh, about it. I, I've sat and watched you guys come to Iceland for years and what it is, what is it about you guys? And it's just our joy and it's our love of God and our love for each other. And, and that guy saw that. People can see that in us here. It don't have to be a trip. It don't have to be a special event. We can have that love and that joy for each other, for God. Um, I'm just going to pray. And and we're going to close and, and we can be dismissed. Um, God, I love you so very much. I thank you that we...